Welcome to Spirited Word. By God's Word proclaimed, the Holy Spirit works faith in God's grace in Jesus, when and where He pleases. Sermons by Pastor Adrian Kitson, Lutheran Church of Australia. Today's Bible reading comes from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 5, beginning at verse 14. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, says Paul. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God himself were making his appeal through us. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. And we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, friends, as that little scene shows, and as experience says, and as the word of God says, living in peace, living in peace in any kind of relationship is not something that seems to come naturally to us all the time or that just somehow magically happens by, I don't know, some amazing quirk of fate. And not at least this side of heaven, even for the dearly loved baptised people of God. And I believe, well I'm trusting, that you would agree with this in your own experience but also from what you've heard so far in your journey from God's word about our human condition. So even as Christian people, dearly loved, baptised, grace-filled people of God, uh, being a person that actually makes for peace in a relationship or in a scene like that, in a workplace like that or wherever, does take uh, more than just a bit of positive thinking. It takes daily resurrection in the grace of God. Being a peacemaker rather than a peace breaker certainly takes commitment and sometimes a bit of courage and always a lot of trust in God's ability, in his power, in his promises, in the grace of Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And that's just how it is for us Christians. And I wondered about that. How often have I learnt this lesson. How often have I learnt that peacemaking takes courage and how often have I failed to be courageous? How often have I had to learn the lesson that peacemaking is depending on the Lord and his ability and his promises, not just my own positive thinking? How often have I had to learn this and how often I am sure that I will have to stay and continue to learn this over and over again. How many times have I got myself into a conflict 
Yes, I got myself into a conflict. It's no one else's fault. Or I have been hurt by someone else and it wasn't my fault. Uh, and I went for all those worldly ways that we've been speaking about these last few weeks. You should know them by now in this slippery slope, a little diagram, in the blue or the red bit. Fight or flight. Fly away, run away, deny anything's happening, downplay everything, let everything go, never challenge, never speak up, never say what has really happened in the hope that somehow it'll all magically take care of itself in the long term. Or the other thing, letting, letting it go and flying off the handle, and not just by making a lot of noise, but paying back by being silent and not giving your heart to the person anymore, lest they hurt it again. You know how it goes, the worldly ways of dealing with conflict between people. So, so often, despite our very best efforts, our very best efforts, peace doesn't always come quickly. I think we've probably all learnt that lesson. Uh, sometimes peace in as much as it depends on me and with my best efforts, sometimes peace doesn't ever fully come again. It's just the way it is. Paul puts it very well. Uh, was it Romans 7, is it? We do what we... Romans 6. We, don't, we do what we don't want to do. Or we, we don't say what we need to say might be another way to look at it. So somehow in this peacemaking um, call that we have, because of who we are in our families and in our school and in our friendship group, our church, our community, it is difficult to be a peacemaker. There is no question about that. And sometimes it doesn't come easily. Sometimes it doesn't come fully again. Jesus names this really when he bothers to give the church a guide on what happened, what, what we can do when this inevitably happens. And you know the text well that we heard in the Gospel. Uh, very practical steps on how to approach a conflict with another fellow believer. So if it's possible, as far it as it depends on you, go and talk to the person one-on-one. -on -one. If they don't listen, gather another friend with you to uh, be a witness to what has happened and so forth. You know how it goes. So where do you end up with this peacemaking business in your life after these four or five weeks? Because we still battle with the causes of conflict, not every day, but, you know, quite a lot, we battle with misunderstanding between us, we battle with differences of opinion or differences in our goals, and aspirations. We battle with being a little too competitive for our share of the pie. That's how it is. And the peace and the love for which we all long as people, as human beings, but as God's people, as his holy people, doesn't always come in our relationships. And the reality is that these won't come by the power of our positive thinking. I think that's what the little video kind of tried to say. Uh, just ourselves and our own intellect and our own inner strength and our own positive thinking won't necessarily 
turn a conflict into an opportunity to glorify God, to get the log out of our own eye and to learn about ourselves, to gently restore the other person and then to go and be reconciled before G's as we have been calling them. In fact, when you think about it, just seeing the four G's or the seven A's of how to actually say sorry to someone that we also learned last week, just, so, just those things in themselves won't be enough for lasting spiritual peace and reconciliation. These things will only be helpful and lasting and spiritual and meaningful and of real value if we do these things and we practice these things and we decide to actually do them really and truly with a heart that is constantly made new in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. With that kind of heart and with our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus, as Pastor Robert often would say, with our heart filled with his grace every day by his word and by his holy gifts, from that heart, using those gifts, we believe peace comes in as much as it's up to us. He is the power and ability and the promise of peace. And he gives it to us to use wisely and carefully as his stewards. So friend, can you hear again in this morning, as you've heard all these last five weeks or whatever, you are in Christ. You are in Christ. He did this. You didn't. He did it because he loves you. You are already God's new creation. You are and you have been made anew and you are made anew again today. First at your baptism and every day since by his word and by his holy gifts given to you freely, openly. You are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And you have his peace. It is yours. You have his peace. His peace is underneath you and around you. His peace is Jesus Christ, the peacemaker, the prince of peace. You have him and he has you in the palm of his hand. And because you already have peace and because you already know his peace and have received his peace and live at peace with the creator of us all, you are now called to be that peace, to be peacemakers. We all are, as Christian people, by default, by virtue of our baptism into peace. We will do what we do in our peacemaking effort in as much as it depends on me, not relying on my own power of positive thinking, but on his word and his gifts of grace, his promises. Then we'll be peacemakers. And today, we believe, the Lord is calling each person here and at the second service to take a pledge to, as much as it depends on you, trusting the Holy Spirit working in his word and in his gifts, to take the pledge to be a person of peacemaking as much as it depends on you. The Lord calls you today to ponder that and to respond as best as you're able. Today is a call to actually commit as best as you can, not knowing what the future holds, to approach conflicts 
very differently than the ways of the world. Not regarding anyone from a worldly point of view, says Paul, but from God's point of view, from a heavenly point of view. So committing your conflicts to Christ and turning away from fighting and litigation and assaulting each other or flying away or denying anything is happening, but instead embracing conflict and difficulty as opportunity. In fact, God's opportunity to do three things. To bring God into the community, to bring God into the relationship, to name God in our conflicts, to glorify his grace, his great saviour, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, to glorify God, to serve people as we've been served and are served every day by the suffering servant, and to grow, to deepen, to broaden our understanding of him and ourselves and our church and our community, and to view that any conflict and any relationship and us in that relationship, not from a worldly view any longer, but from a reconciliation, peacemaking perspective. And to trust that what Paul says is actually true. The Lord is actually at work in you as you commit to doing this and he is making his appeal to the gospel to the world through you and your effort as much as it depends on you, if at all possible, to practice these skills that are biblical. The Lord working through you. So would you trust today that you are his ambassador? You are an ambassador of Christ's reconciliation where you live, in your family, in your school, in your place of work. You are his ambassador of reconciliation. You have the ministry of reconciliation. Would you use your skills and use the insight that you've gained so far and everything else to be his ambassador of reconciliation where you live? And would you not trust in the power of your own positive thinking or even in tricky techniques and not view the things we've learnt as that, but would you trust in Jesus? He's the reconciler and the peacemaker and then use these skills from his word. Would you commit today to truth thinking rather than positive thinking? Heavenly thinking maybe, as St Paul might call it. Thinking and doing that flows from faith in a holy and pure and blameless man, Jesus Christ, who made himself sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in a world that is very unrighteous as we are experiencing these days. Would you do that this morning as much as you are able? In a moment there will be an opportunity for we as a local congregation in this valley but also you as a person of faith in Jesus as a mother and a father and a grandma and a grandpa, a son, a daughter, a friend, a colleague, a stranger, to actually express this commitment in words as much as you're able today. Would you take the opportunity to receive conflicts as an opportunity to glorify your Saviour, to speak well of him 
and to give him the thanks when reconciliation comes as a result of his mighty resurrection power at work in your words and your attitude and your relationships. For his is the glory all the day long and all the night long and for everything we ever have that is good, his is the glory. In the name of Christ, amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all of our human understanding, now keep you in his peace. Amen. Thanks for listening. Pastor Adrian serves at St. Petri Lutheran Church, Nuriukpa, Barossa Valley, South Australia. stpetri.org.au